We're going to have a month, a month now, of will the Lions draft Jalen Carter talk. Get ready for it. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It's Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. We played it on a Tuesday, March 21st, and a Wednesday, March 22nd. Got to wish a happy birthday from yesterday to my wife. Wish a happy birthday today to my daughter. What a time to be alive. The Detroit Lions are just on everybody's radar. We got a lot to discuss today on this Tuesday edition of the show. Thanks for making us your first listen. Thanks for subscribing and liking us and following us and watching us each and every day for free on YouTube. You can also follow us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Lockdown Lions on Twitter, the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page, and as I said, those of you watching video-wise on YouTube. On the show today, yes, the Jalen Carter question now will be prevalent for the next month. Will the Lions go against the grain, against what Sheila Hamp has done for years, against what the Fords have done for years, and draft somebody out of character for them? Somebody whose character is being questioned daily because he's going to be there at number six. And the Lions all of a sudden now, their roster looks really, really good. So the question is, what do they need? They need him. We'll get into that coming up momentarily on the show. Also, a long, long, long list of backup quarterbacks that are available. Yes, you know I'm obsessed with backup quarterbacks. The Detroit Lions here on March the 21st still do not have a backup quarterback. They could draft one. But what veterans are out there? Heard something on the radio today that I don't think the Lions are going to do. And I'm going to tell you who I think the Lions might actually pluck. Uh, here in free agency to be the backup to Jared Goff. We'll get into that momentarily on the show today. And Mel Kuyper's Mock Draft 3.0 released this morning at ESPN.com. We'll tell you what Mel, draft expert, had to say on his show, or I should say on ESPN.com today. Uh, Shout out to listeners. I was at the beautiful discount tire today in my uh, neck of the woods here on the east side kevin stopped me said he was a big fan and a listener and uh, we started chatting some lions it is amazing i said this to kevin today it's amazing the hype i think it was kyle brant today on good morning football i don't really watch that show much but he was just uh you know just lathering up in that lion's butter so many people nationally are on board with this team i saw albert breer the other day say lions are probably going to win the division You know, when you sneak up on people like the Lions did this past year and you go from three wins to nine wins, sometimes the sneaking up is easy because teams take you lightly. This year, there will be a target on the Lions' backs. Everybody's talking about them. And I think there are going to be some other teams that are sick of hearing about Dan Campbell, sick of hearing about the Lions, and they're going to not take them lightly. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is now a Lion. He said yesterday at his press conference down at 222, 
I think we got more talent than the Eagles. Oh, my gosh. Pinch me. Is this, like, real? Am I dreaming? The Lions. Talk of the NFL. All right, so let's get into this, and it, this is going to kind of piggyback with the Mel Kuyper situation in his latest mock draft. But the Lions now at six, you have to believe, are not going to take a cornerback. They've got Gardner Johnson. They've got Sutton. They've got Mosley. They've got Okuda. They've got Jacobs. They've got Lucas. They're loaded at cornerback. Uh, Melifonwu can play corner and safety. They've got plenty of defensive backs. They're bringing back C.J. Moore. They've got Tracy Walker getting healthy. Curb superb Joseph. So taking a Christian Gonzalez or a Devin Witherspoon at six, while they could do it, because come next season, the only Lion cornerbacks under contract, oh, forgot about Will Harris too. He's on a one-year deal. But next year, at this time, the Lions will only have two corners under contract. That would be Lucas, who's a seventh-round pick who barely plays, and Cam Sutton. So maybe they draft and stash a corner, take a guy like Christian Gonzalez, but, or even Devin Witherspoon, but where are they going to play? We're already talking yesterday on this very show about where's Okuda going to play? If you play a 4-2-5, and you got your four-down linemen, you got your two linebackers, likely Anzalone and Rodrigo, and then your five defensive backs are Sutton, Mosley, Chauncey, Gardner, Johnson, Tracy Walker, and Kirby Joseph. Jacobs, Harris, and Okuda are all on the bench. Are you really going to draft a corner at six that never gets on the field? I don't know. I don't think so. So, you look at the draft and you say, what do the Lions need now? Where are their needs after free agency? Still could use another edge rusher. Can never have enough edges yet. Charles Harris is coming back. Romeo Quara is coming back. Aiden Hutchinson's coming back. John Kaminsky's coming back. James Houston's coming back. Heck, Julian Okwara is coming back. So you got a lot of edges there. But we know this Brad Holmes loves to collect himself some pass rushers. What about defensive tackle? Could they use another D tackle? Yes. I know they re signed Isaiah Bugs. I know that Aleem McNeil is their guy. Certainly they're hopeful. Levi Onzarike can come back from injury. Um, you know, they're a little thin there. Kaminsky could play on the inside some. Hutchinson can play a little bit on the inside. Maybe that's the spot. I think that's the spot. So, you know, linebacker, they, they got Derek Barnes. They got Anzalone. They got Rodrigo. I think they're taking a linebacker. They're going to draft a quarterback at number six. I, I don't think so. Wide receiver? I, you look at the D tackles and you say to yourself, that would be a great spot to get a high-impact player and somebody that in the middle of that defense could be a disruptor, like Aaron Donald is for the Rams and Christian Wilkins is for the Dolphins and uh, the kid in New York with the Giants. All you know, Dexter Lawrence. All of those guys are disruptors. The Lions don't have that. God bless Isaiah Bugs, but it's not a disruptor. Neither is McNeil. The only thing Onzerike has been disrupting is the injury list the last couple of years. Brockers is gone. All that, we know that. But would the Lions draft a guy that was just arrested, 
recently. Obviously, he's pled down. There's been some other agreements. There's, you know, Jalen Carter is free and clear now to pursue his football career. The problem is he lied to police about his friends dying, about him being at the scene of the car crash. He's also overweight, nine pounds overweight from his uh, weight just weeks earlier at the Combine. But he's such a high-impact player. And just months ago, you had Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, Daniel Jeremiah, the guys at the Draft Network, Bucky Brooks, Nathan Litke. It doesn't, you can go through everybody's mock drafts. They had Jalen Carter possibly going number one of the Bears because of what he can do and how good he is with was at Georgia. The question is, though, because of his character issues, because he was recently arrested, is that one of those phone calls that's made by Sheila to Brad to say, eh, 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 we don't want that. Now, again, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson had some issues. James Houston has had some issues off the field. They're, the Lions aren't all squeaky clean. But I still have a hard time thinking that with all the positive vibes that are going on in Allen Park, that the Lions would take a player that right now is out of shape, was a big disappointment in his pro day, lied to police, was arrested, and all of those things. It's just never been the Lions' M.O. I think they would still take Tyree Wilson over Jalen Carter, but Jalen Carter has a chance to be special. Mel Kuyper agrees. I want to get you his mock draft uh, and what he had to say about the Lions' a draft situation. We will do that uh, coming up next. First, though, we got to tell you about our friends at FanDuel, a proud sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network and the official sports book. Uh, sports betting partner of the NBA. NBA action in full swing. You want to bet on some games. You got a March Madness coming up. The best place to go to place your bets is FanDuel because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, three-pointers drained, all of that. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Go there to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, so uh, Mel Kuyper Jr., many believe, is the best draft prognosticator, draft expert there is in the business today. He released his mock draft 3.0 at ESPN.com. Kuyper Jr. has four, count them, four quarterbacks going ahead of the Lions at six. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, uh, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. He also has the Arizona Cardinals taking Will Anderson at number three. Boy, if Will Anderson were to somehow fall to the Lions at six, man, that would be awesome. But he's got the Lions at number six taking Jalen Carter, defensive tackle from Georgia. Kuiper writes, quote, did you watch this defense last season? 
It ranked bottom of the league in most statistical categories, including yards per play allowed, 6.2. The Lions have to keep trying to fix it. The easiest way to do that, take Carter, who has had a troubled few months. Last week, he pleaded no contest to misdemeanor charges of reckless driving and racing for his alleged role in a January 15th car wreck that killed Georgia offensive lineman Devin Willock and recruiting staffer Chandler LaCroix. He also showed up at his pro day nine pounds heavier than he was at the NFL Combine, and he was unable to finish the position drills. Kuyper keeps writing. He's no longer in the mix to be the number one overall pick. Everything I've heard from people in the league, however, is he won't drop too far. He likely still will be a top 10 selection. Carter's talent is undeniable, and I could see a team such as the Lions taking him here, filling a position of need, end quote. So Kuyper's got Jalen Carter going to the Lions at number six. And again, we all knew last year that the Lions, if Aiden Hutchinson sat there at two, the Lions were going to take him. All right? He was the golden child. Amazing culture fit. Great kid from Divine Child, from Michigan. Great story. And now this time around, it's not the same story. Right? Panay Sewell was the same way a couple of years ago. Just an unbelievable personality, perfect fit, culture, culture, culture. Now we're at the point, though, with the Lions where they're obviously going for it. They went out and got a guy in CJ, GJ, and Gardner Johnson, who has warts, all right, ripped the Eagles' defense and their defensive coordinator on his way out of town. All sorts of things. Wore out his welcome in New Orleans, got traded, got punched by a teammate, all sorts of things. But now he's here. Why? Because he can play football. Because the Lions feel like probably they've established enough of a culture and they've got enough with Holmes, Campbell, Glenn, Johnson. They've got enough cops down a 222 Rod Wood Drive to clean up some of the messes that might occur off the field or just with personalities. Ironically enough, Jamal Williams was not offered a contract to his liking. But here comes Gardner Johnson. Here's an opportunity to get Jalen Carter. The guy's a monster. All right, he was a dominant player at a position that if you've got that guy in the middle of your defense that other teams are fearing, it, it's a game changer. I'm still not sure the Lions are going to pull the trigger on this, but El Kuyper Jr. has him going to Detroit. At number 18, the Lions' second first-round pick, Kuyper is the Lions selecting Notre Dame tight end Michael Mayer. Kuyper writes, quote, they traded away TJ Hawkinson last fall and used a committee approach to the tight end position with Brock Wright, James Mitchell, and Shane Zilstra, each catching at least 11 passes. All three are under contract for 2023, but shouldn't Detroit try to upgrade? Mayer is the most complete tight end in this class. He's physical as a run blocker. He can run seam routes and get open for quarterback Jared Goff. He caught 67 passes for 809 yards and nine touchdowns last season and had 180 catches in his college career. He could be the lead guy in Detroit. End quote from Mel Kuyper. Is Michael Mayer something that the Lions offense could use? Yes. Yes. Red zone target in the pass game. 
Hawkinson's now gone. Yes, Brock Wright was good. It was a Brock party against the Jets. Sure, James Mitchell had his moments, and he's a Brad Holmes draft pick. Shane Zilstra, three-touchdown game against Carolina. Obviously, he can catch the football. But Michael Mayer, I just read you those stats. The guy had nearly 1,000 yards receiving, playing for a Notre Dame team that didn't have a great quarterback. Didn't have a great offense at times last year. Plus, he's a heck of a blocker. And Michael Mayer in this tight end class, which is very good, stands out by some to be the best. So think about the Lions offense with a guy that maybe could end up being better than TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson's a heck of a football player. No one's saying he's not good. But what if Mayer's a better blocker and becomes that target for Jared Goff? Then you've got Amon Rod, J-Mo, all these guys on the outside, and you've got Mayer down the seam. Carter and Mayer would not disappoint me at all if that's where the Lions were to go. Who will be throwing Michael Mayer the football if Jared Goff gets injured? I've got an idea. We will do that next. First, though, I want to tell you about Built Bar. I just got a text today because I get texts from Built Bar. That's how sick I am. About their new Built Crave Bar. Peanuts and caramel. Not caramel. Caramel. With our friends at Built Bar. You go to Built.com. You can order it up right now. Get yourself a box. They are great. Also, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. If you're looking for a delicious treat, you don't want all the calories, all the sugar. You got to try Built Bars. All right? I've eaten them for years. I love them. I have them all the time. You know, I got my cookies and cream bar right here that I had this morning. See that? Built. It's great. Enjoyed it. I love it. I was talking to my man Chavez. Vincent today at Financial Architects. Chavez is like, Matt, I love my Built Bars. I see him in his office. They're great for you, too. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Go to Built.com or right now head to Walmart. They've got them at Walmart. And go to Sam's Club. Grab a 13-bar box with the brownie batter and churro flavors. You can thank me later. Built Bar, they are the best. All right, so I was uh, driving home today from uh, work, and I had on uh, 97.1 The Cricket, and I was listening to Michael Valenti and Rico Beard. And Rico says, oh, yeah, I got an idea for the Lions, for their backup quarterback. What about Cam, don't call me Scam Newton? Did anybody see the video that Cam Newton put out today where he's basically saying all these regulars are out there, all these... Scrubs, or whatever the word was he used, are out there. How can I not have a job? How can I not be one of 32? Uh, You haven't won a game since 2020. Cam Newton couldn't even win in New England, where Bill Belichick was supposedly the quarterback whisperer all those years. Cam Newton? No. He's done. Wasn't he like the MVP seven years ago? Hasn't won a game in three years? I'll pass. I'm going to give you some other names of some backup quarterbacks that are available. You ready? Carson Wentz. Teddy Jam for me, Bridgewater. Mason Rudolph. Joe Flacco. Blaine Gabbert. Chase Daniel. Trevor Simeon. Nate Sudfeld, former Lion. 
Brian Hoyer, Brandon Allen, Nathan Peterman, and my personal choice, Matt Ryan. Yes, that's right. Matty Ice is 37. He was an unmitigated disaster in his one season with the Colts, but you're not asking him to be the starter. You're asking him to be the backup. Matt Ryan, to me, is the guy. Matt Ryan would be the perfect backup to Jared Goff. These other guys stink. Now, Matt Ryan's no good either, all right? But, like, Teddy Bridgewater, he's got New Orleans ties, and you know that's a Dan Campbell, Aaron Glenn thing. Trevor Simeon, New Orleans ties. These guys are bad. Blaine Gabbert? <laughs> Mason Rudolph? Rumored to be a lion last August? I'll go with Matt Ryan. Carson Wentz? No. No. And oh no. Matt Ryan's a great guy. Good leader. Excellent teammate. Would come in and probably not even want to compete. Would just say, I'm just here to try to win and help. And if Goff went down and got hurt in a game, knock on wood, Matt Ryan could come in behind this offensive line and dink and dunk down the field with play action. I wouldn't have a, a terrible time with Matt Ryan as the backup. Brandon Allen, I don't even know what team he was on. The Bengals? Chase Daniel, hell no. I'd go with Matt Ryan. Great guy. Leader. Can't really play much anymore, but can any of these others? And don't tell me about Lamar Jackson. He's not coming here. Justin Rogers from the Detroit News will join me tomorrow right here on this very podcast. Thanks for checking us out free on the platform of YouTube. Subscribe now. We're back tomorrow.